This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Upload season three is over, but we are just getting started here on Post Show Recaps talking about it. That's right. It's full spoiler recaps where we are binging a new season of a show every week and chatting about it in full spoilery detail in just one podcast. I'm Jess Sterling, and today we are discussing Upload season three. I'm joined here by my co-host and clone Grace Leader. How are you from six months ago without my memories? Yeah, I, all the time you were away on vacation, I erased that from my memory. So you, you were just right from where you were. It's kind of devastating because yeah. I spent a lot of money on that vacation mm-hmm. to form um, memories. Well, in my mind, it's not, it, I think that this means that I think you're about to go on vacation. So this will only be super confusing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, we're also joined by special guest AI bellhop, Mike Bloom. Mike, how are you? My hair is red-ish, so I suppose-ish I could be the AI guy. I'm good sitting here in my assless waiters uh ready to be referred to by my nickname goodhead and i'm here for a good time i think you mean deep throat i think you mean, <laughs> you mean project deep throat i think you mean mm-hmm. um in case you haven't subscribed already please do so push recaps.com slash full spoiler recaps is where you can find us of course if you want to check out everything that Pusher recaps has going on go to pusherrecaps.com slash subscribe to see all the shows that we're covering because it's a lot and there's a big old list there um so yeah we covered upload season two mike bloom and i did last year last year was it over i believe it no i believe it was 2022 that it came out i think it was too uh so go listen to that if you if you haven't already i think we also generate chatted like kind of generally about season one as well yeah um but now we're back for season three and we're covering it binge style so me grace and mike are here today to break it all down every it was like Basically, this came out in batches of two. So every yeah, it's very funny that new episodes the season where they were like, we're not binging it. We're like, we shall do it in one podcast. (laughs) (laughs) To to be fair, though, I ended up consuming Uh it in that way. I binged all eight over the past couple days, and I think the way the story was told, like it actually worked very nicely being piecemeal things very much freely flowed from one into another but yeah i mean where we left things just with upload season two was really interesting because we weren't sure from either a critical perspective or a commercial perspective if the show was successful enough to get renewed for a third Mm -hmm. season i believe when the news actually came out i think sometime last fall like you and i were both fairly surprised by it of course then it got put on I think it did get in the can prior to the strikes, but obviously, you know, ended up getting rolled out uh, towards the end of October here. And I would imagine, given the way things were structured in season three, that they are jockeying for and hoping for a fourth and I'm assuming final season. Yeah, from what I've seen, um, they they really they're pushing hard for a fourth season. I have to. I mean, we talked about this last time. I have to imagine that this would be a final season, a fourth and final season. Although we thought that about season three uh, back at the end of season two. So who really knows? Um, but Greg Daniels especially is saying he feels really uh, feels really good about the potential of them getting a fourth season. He mentioned that they're the number one most viewed half hour show on prime video uh what's the venn diagram on that i don't know (laughs) he felt really good about it and he says in a week or two they're going to start writing for season four so uh and like you said mike with the way season two ended and with the way season three ended like they're really like leaving us hanging if we don't get a season four um, but presumably, Grace, that would be our final season of Upload, I have to imagine. Yeah, I think that that 
tracks. I don't. I mean, it's Greg Daniels. I think he does have a little bit of a history of like, we'll just ride this thing until mm-hmm. the wheels come off. I mean, oh, when's that's, James uh, Spader coming as Nathan for season four? <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The office. I mean, Parks and Rec was always kind of like we're pretty sure it's going to cancel that it never did and finally got to have like an actual send off. So I maybe he also did space force, right? Didn't recently he did that yeah. as well. I think uh, was that him or was that, I that was him. That yeah, was he him. He created okay. it. Yeah. With Steve Carell for, for Netflix. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel like if he, if he, if they just keep renewing him, I feel like he probably does it. I think, I, I think so, but I could definitely see the next season being, the last one i did not watch season two as it aired it was certainly like a show i really did enjoy season one i thought the premise was quite fun i thought it was funny enough but not quite enough to pull me back in and then obviously when we knew we were going to do season three i basically watched like seasons two and three although i did have a bit of a break between two and three as i as i watched um i quite liked both of them and especially in terms of like as a binge show i did quite Mm enjoy it i feel like i tend to watch a lot of like hour-long dramas and so i feel like more and more just like i think like when we watched wolf like me and it's like wow this is a delight it was like a half an hour comedy i felt like kind of the same way of like this felt like so easy for my brain to consume and i i enjoyed it yeah i agree i know mike and i were struggling a bit when we covered season two saying gosh we feel like we just want to watch the next episode mm-hmm but yeah. this time it was easier because I could just watch the next episode. Yeah. Well, and I think uh, yeah. it's also interesting because Grace, we're kind of looking at a dying breed here as well. This idea yeah. of the half hour show is almost usually reserved for network comedies yes. and animation. Uh, and so I, I feel like the less that those are being produced and the more that it has been kind of thrown into, to your point, highfalutin dramas or almost like dramedies, uh, the more they're sort of, especially from a stream, uh, streaming format, waiting towards the hour long so yeah it was nice to have these go in a quick clip that being said what i find so interesting about upload is that i wouldn't say it's becoming less and less of a comedy but the structure and genre of the show i think has changed so much especially i would imagine grace since you watched two and three back to back like you kind of got to see it in stages of how the show at this point has kind of become Sometimes the quirky good place knockoff that we were talking about in the first season. And then sometimes it's like odd thriller action mystery box show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like this is one of those things that sometimes happens and typically not so much with like half hour comedies. Uh, Half hour comedies, I think fall into this trap of like uh, the characters almost become more 2d like this is very much like a friends thing this is like even the office is where like they become like that's the caricature and then they play off that caricature whereas this show i feel like it's following the through line much more of something like akin it's this is not a west world but it akin to like where it was like okay it's about the season was about the park season mm-hmm. as, as the show is like expanded and as he's like they want to try this stuff, like what if he downloads we're like the whole world we're like literally doing like american yeah. politics election stuff in a way that i think like it's really interesting to track the through line of how the show has has progressed and that it's not so much interest i, I don't know if it's not interested in being a half hour comedy because i think definitely stuff like the ai guy and luke in here is definitely like a super comedic relief but it's also i think you know in a time where it's like i think harder to not make political points the show is like super political it's just like the yeah. stuff it's talking about and i just think it's like feeling like it's sort of i don't know not that it has to talk about this stuff but that's where it like is wanting to go so i think it's it's a pretty interesting evolution of the show mm. over the course of three seasons yeah and i definitely feel like now it just feels we've had the will they won't they of of nathan and nora right for two seasons and of course now that he's downloaded they actually able to like physically be together where they weren't able to before but it really felt more dramatized for that storyline because there's always the uh question of is his head going to just explode out of nowhere (laughs) um Uh and then we get uh, of course we have a clone nathan so we have clone nathan and his storyline with ingrid and that's obviously played more for comedy anything with ingrid this season really felt more comedic oh yeah obviously ai guy always very comedic everything with alicia and luke always very comedic so it was really interesting to have you know season one was basically all lakeview all the time and now that we've left that piece to where that's only 50 percent of the storyline it really feels like we've left the that the comedy half behind to go more drama between Nora and Nathan. Um, 
I will say, uh, without kind of going too far into detail before our quick plot recap, I did enjoy season three more than I enjoyed season two. Mm. I did consume it differently, though. I mean, I think generally not having the Lud storyline kind of anchoring us and dragging us down as it did last season. I thought the the storyline was a little bit more compelling this season than it was last season. But I also watched it in within 48 hours. So I was able to binge it in a way that I wasn't able to last time. Anytime they left things on a little bit of a cliffhanger, right? We have like the, oh my gosh, did Nora just die cliffhanger? Uh, no, hit play on the next. I'm not waiting. I don't need to, you know, I don't need to kill myself here. I can hit play. Yeah, yeah I, I agree that I think it's tough because I haven't watched season two admittedly since we watched it last year, but this felt more cohesive, I would say, as an era. Something that's also really interesting about the show is that it has built out more to be an ensemble show than mm-hmm. initially. Initially, mm-hmm. it very much seemed like Nathan, Nora, and the rest. Which is and pretty funny when there's two Nathans this season. <laughs> exactly. So they did double up on one character. Uh-huh. But even so, you know, I think Alicia gets like a big step up yes. in terms of storylines in this season. Luke himself also gets like a lot of stuff by himself, though he might have to pass like a Nathan specific Bechtel test of is there ever a scene where he's not talking about <laughs> Nathan? Uh, even even someone uh-huh. like Ivan, who technically is in the main cast, does have some stuff to do on his own. And that's a cool thing. Ensemble storytelling is my favorite part of uh, of storytelling in general. And so, yeah, I do think looking at it right now, I did enjoy three more than two. I wouldn't say it was like explicitly funnier than two was, but I do think from a storytelling perspective, with perhaps one exception that we'll get into, I thought it had a direction that it was going in. Did some fun stuff to your point, Grace, with filling in more about the real world instead of mm-hmm. Lakeview. Now that we've sort of like not been become rote with Lakeview, but now that we seems like we've explored every pixel and really trying to bleed those worlds together. Yeah. Uh, shall I do a plot recap, Jess? Shall I, yes, shall I please. Do my best? Um, all right. So season three is going to start with Nathan having been downloaded and he's beginning his life with Nora. Although things get complicated as he starts experiencing nosebleeds and believes that yes, as, as just said, at any moment his head could explode. Um, Nora starts to sort of like work uh, at uh, Horizon uh, and at Lakeview to, to make some money. Nathan also starts to grab uh, some jobs. And all at the same time, they're also still continuing to investigate what is happening with Horizon. Um, they end up figuring out basically that it is election based. And the idea is making uploads be able to work is the key to this devious plot. Um, they ultimately end up being delivered uh, uh, Choke's hard drive in which they find uh, some memories on it and, and believe they'll be able to use it and uh, Nathan's ex-girlfriend Holden uh, starts a class action lawsuit uh, to try and fix what happened and basically the Freon experiment where um, a bunch of people were told that they could go and sign up for Freon only to immediately have their head exploded and then their hard drives taken nor Nathan tried to return the hard drives and begin this class action lawsuit at the same time Backup Nathan is restored by Tinsley in the thing, and Ingrid tries to basically continue a relationship with Nathan. We end up getting a moment where Nathan and Nathan end up sort of meeting as they discover that they exist. Um, and there's lots of jealousy between basically what becomes a love uh, square. I was trying to think of a word that had four sides. Uh, it's a love square. Is it a between square Nathan... if two of the sides are identical? I mean, isn't yes. that like a definition of square? square? All same sides, all yeah. same angles. Actually, yeah, that's right. If there were four Nathans, yeah. then it would really be a square. Nah. Yeah, so uh, between Nathan, backup Nathan, Nora, and, and Ingrid, ultimately it sort of ends up uh, resolving uh, itself as they all sort of like go back with who they were with um and uh and yes luke and alicia start having uh, a bit of a connection as alicia gets promoted and also develops a relationship with uh, karina although she then becomes skeptical about karina's business ethics and ultimately um, discovers that she too is involved in this uh, cover-up and plan um and uh yeah so basically the season uh ends as they get the emails from Karina that Alicia, AI guy, uh, Tinsley, and Luke all managed to like distract Karina to steal her emails. They send it in and they need to do this because the choke hard drive is inadmissible because Horizon owns basically any testimony from Nathan as well as Choke's memories. But the Karina emails uh, 
break the case free, but by the end of it, uh, the, the emails are going to be sealed and they're not going to be released uh, because Holden actually only cared about winning the class action lawsuit, not about taking down Horizon. Nathan is ultimately arrested and our cliffhanger for the season is that one of the Nathans has been deleted. Um, I'm sure there's lots that I missed that we'll talk through as we chat through the season, Jess. But that's basically what happened on Upload Season 3. Yeah, again, we're left on another cliffhanger of which Nathan has survived. Is it the downloaded Nathan who is planning on meeting Nora in Montreal to where they can get a marriage license as they can't get one elsewhere because of uh, uh, you know intellectual property problems? Uh, or is it the uh, uh, Cologne Nathan that has six-month-old memories and is now engaged to Ingrid? Yeah. Um, we don't know. I mean, I guess it's it's a fun little way to, you know, we're going to yeah. wait and see what happens with the season four. Um, but ultimately, I don't know. It, the thing that kept losing, not losing me, but complicating things for me this season, Mike, was having two Nathans and believing that like one of them, because we have strayed so far from original Nathan in season one, where right. this Nathan's brain is. I had such a hard time remembering that he could ever have had feelings for Ingrid. <laughs> well, it, it's not that, like, it's not completely season one Nathan, though, because it reset the day before family day, which, correct me if I'm wrong, Grace is, like, what, halfway through season yeah. two? Maybe? He's not, okay, that, so he's not we... that old, Nathan, which is, like, he definitely, I mean, we see eventually, we do see that he starts to have feelings for Nora and is like, oh, it's like, I'm kind right, of because jealous. We'll also remember that the spot yeah. where they left things was where like, he still had feelings for Nora. So I think mm -hmm. it only makes sense, but it's, it's odd to your point, Jess, like it, it may have been a bit more of a distinguishing characteristic and maybe more funny if it was like super douchebag Nathan yeah. that got uploaded in the first place versus like the, the Nathan 2.0 that we're seeing. As a result, especially when they're together, though I think that was one of my favorite parts of the show, just to see like Robbie ML playing off of Robbie ML. They are a bit samey, and it I guess that's the point, because especially once they start like getting involved with each other's partners, and the fact that the big ending is like, okay, which one of them is actually quote unquote the surviving Nathan at this point? Maybe that's the the conclusion that they were building towards. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Probably if so, the interesting thing I think if you're a comedy, it's more fun to reboot him to douchebag like Nathan from the beginning of season one. Yeah, and if you're thinking about this, about how you're going to finish your show, I think that there's the potential that this is why they went with like six months ago, Nathan. I think there also there is something interesting about this sort of thing that they're trying to say about like love that it's it's not like backup, uh, yeah, backup Nathan and Nora are even maybe meant to be um, because you would kind of think that like, if that's the thesis of the show that like, there'd be no reason why he like would not just like fall for Nora again and try to like be with her. And this interesting idea, I think for Nora of like, and I think Holden says this of like, you're not cheating. That's like just the same guy just from six months ago. But this idea of like, who are you actually in love with? I think that there were some interesting things to play around with, but I maybe want to explore that much more in like, you know, uh, a, a serious drama than like yeah. just half hour comedy show. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. There's a lot of themes in this show, obviously with the intellectual property and like who owns what kind of thing, yeah. right? That would be explored way more in a in a hardcore like 60 minute sci fi show. This isn't that show, but I think there is something to uh back or excuse me, clone Nathan, six months old Nathan. Um can fall for Ingrid now because Ingrid has also changed. She isn't the Ingrid from season one. There are parts of her that are still that Ingrid, but this is Ingrid who has been cut off from her family. She has a job in retail, you know, like she goes out with one of her friends. <laughs> We're going to have to talk about that very, very strange VR exercise. Well, situation of course she happening. Of course <laughs> um, but she goes out with her and she's like, listen, it doesn't matter. You're always going to go back to Nathan. It's always been about Nathan. And like that can be seen as like, you know, that cuts both ways in terms of like a toxic relationship. But also she really does love Nathan. And of course, there's a part of Nathan that also loves Ingrid. It was just very jarring to watch Simon like the like a, uh, the same uh, quote unquote character fall in love with two different people um when he is a very like monogamous character overall so that that was very interesting um but that was just that was just one yeah. aspect of this very Can, you know yeah go ahead well I, 
I thought that Ingrid kind of surprised me. I thought that in terms of like, I was thinking about the, when you said that like season three is not maybe as funny or, or funnier than season two. And I was trying to think again, like where's all the comedy in season two? So much of it is Ingrid in the suit. Like yeah. so much of the yeah. comedy is like Ingrid mm-hmm. in the suit. I like, you know, I know that she's supposed to be like a hateable character, but I've, I also think it's hard. I, I think that, um, like Nathan and Nora have such good chemistry that it then becomes hard for me to think like, so when, when we go back to Nathan and Ingrid, I'm, I'm the same as you, Jess. I'm like, ah, I don't know if this is going to work. I thought Ingrid's character development over the season is so good. I, the, you know, the, the scene where she says no to being proposed to, and it's partially because it's not how she had ever imagined it, but she reveals to Nora later that it is because she is so She's been so like abused by her parents. Uh, she, her parent, her, her, she literally sees her dad on a screen say, "It would have been easier if my daughter died too." He, she says, like, I can't. Like Nora basically articulates for her, and she says yes. But the idea that she says no to Nathan because she can't imagine why anybody would love her. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god, that is, uh, like something I have absolutely felt before of like, like, why would you like me? Why would you want to be like that feeling? I thought that was like so powerful. And I was like, it came from probably the, probably the character I was like least expecting. I think it also works that like, we've kind of like disliked her for so long that I actually think it like, it, it fits this idea of like, she is kind of trying, she's trying to testify against horizon. She's going to be like the star witness. And so she is trying to like change, but this idea that she had told Nathan no, because she couldn't imagine why someone like Nathan, who she loves so much would love her back. Ultimately she ends up like saying yes to that proposal. But I just thought that that was, like, I was not expecting that from this, from the show in a way that like when it does the drama really well, I think it, it like is really really good i thought that was like an excellent story ingrid's far and away my favorite character three seasons in i think allegra edwards both does such a great job but i think she served the best material in that like she can be you know a little ott sometimes that's how she started as a character and she still dips into that like when she still chooses to lie and withhold things from nathan the funny storyline where she tries to pretend to be Nora and purposely be disgusting. And hey, it's, so, it's so easily clockable. But then when she also gets like suckered in to having to do her like task rabbit stuff, but then she turns around by like absolutely blasting these misogynistic guys by threatening to F their dads. If you know, they keep talking to her. <laughs> I think she just does such a great job of like being able to showcase all three dimensions of the character while like still making her funny and still making her a little ridiculous sometimes and so i i think they found a perfect balance for this character and i mean i guess we'll go to the other side of this like love square kite whatever you want to call it because like <laughs> nora and nathan have reached that jim and pam apex right uh-huh. like yeah, favor, uh-huh. will they won't they for two seasons they finally got together right at the end of season two and greg daniels has been in this territory before and he has dealt with the difficulties of okay, what do we do with this couple now to create drama now that they are officially together? And I will say, obviously, it was, I think, better handled here uh, than Jim and Pam. Now, granted, Jim and Pam, they had to handle over the course of, like, five or six seasons of television. Here, it was just one. I personally could have done without the, like, oh, man, Nora almost kissed new Nathan. Oh, man, you know, drunken Ingrid was trying to hook up with Nathan. That was honestly Mm -hmm. my least favorite part of the season overall. But I think that they did an okay job, especially in those first few episodes of like, hey, they're getting to know each other, but they're not like, they're not out of the OTP range. We're Mm -hmm. not completely going to break them up just because now that they see each other face to face for the first time, it's not working. I thought it was reasonable too for them to have a little bit of strife because as Nora puts it, have you ever gone from like a long distance relationship to being around each other all of the time? It is difficult, right? It is like a a difficult thing they're going to have to go through. I agree, Mike. I'm not always here for like the relationship strife that is necessary just to insert drama into a series. Um, but I, I didn't mind it that much just because, because it's such a, it's a 30 minute show. We're never really dwelling on it for too, too long. Um, 
but it is interesting to see them. I mean, they, they still have just as much chemistry as they did before. I thought I really liked the running gag of Nathan being unable to figure out a nickname, like a pet name mm-hmm. for Nora before he so obviously lands on Angel, which should mm-hmm. have just come to him from the very, very beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he can't even figure out a nickname for himself. It. I really loved that gag. I thought that was, I thought some of the, the stuff between them it's always very sweet obviously it's mostly where we're going to get the drama from this season is that pairing mm-hmm. but i i don't know i really liked seeing them out and about in the real world and kind of having a little bit of like a timer on their their time together where they're not sure how much time they're going to have together because like his brain could explode at any minute or we're going to need to re-upload him because it's it's you know not great to have him downloaded sort of thing so i like the drama that came from that but i'll agree that like the uh at least we didn't have boom mic guy you know we didn't have yeah. to have boom mic guy going well on that's the yeah. thing though last season we sort of went through that with mateo which i am so <laughs> glad he's dead <laughs> and he's gone because he like god i i thought it was like fine last season as just a necessary not even evil like okay here's the character that they put in to serve as like the obstacle between these two characters he's karen but- but yeah. what they did with him, man, like they uh, quite literally assassinated the characters. They must have he's known, just, right? He's that so he... whimpering and negative yeah. in the one and yeah. only episode mm-hmm. he's in this season. Yeah. Yeah. They must have known. They must have seen the feedback and just totally played into it. Right. Like I think that, that like he, he, yeah. When he's like, you know, oh, we could be boyfriend, girlfriend. Like, no, 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 we're not. You're like dying on the, on the, on the thing. I think I, interestingly, the LUD stuff didn't really super bother me as much. And Jess, I feel like this is like, kind of the you know it's a really good example of like why we're doing a show called full spoiler recaps which is not just that you and i want to watch a bunch of tv that is true but also there are i think particular shows that we we were you know upload was a show where it had a pretty successful season one and you two decided to watch like each episode and you're watching them individually and i think i can totally see where i have watched these shows that like drop in a binge and i'm like oh my god yeah that piece like there like that you know 10 minute scene in the middle is like the worst thing i watched but if you i watched it in a binge and that like that i didn't really bother me uh the lead stuff was like completely fine like it like not that i love it but i just feel like i kind of like even forgot about it but (laughs) like i'm like i'm like at the end of season three because i binged it all so it's like it yeah it happened but i don't feel like in a way when you only get like 30 minutes of a show and you were watching it in that way where then you like stop down to talk about it of course if i feel like of course it would linger in a way of like oh so that was like not good and i bet if i watched it that way it would have as well but it yeah just it felt mostly like nothing to me i think <laughs> called the yeah. light stuff um more than it was like you know actively bad but it was interesting you could definitely feel i think that they like and I love this, that they did this, that they like kind of steered into, I think, the reception that Mateo got in season one to be like, uh, let's make him like a total douchebag when we come back for season three. And he's just like not going to be likable. I kind of love it. Yeah, so. let's kill him instantly. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I agree with you, Grace, that like because I watched season three in a binge, it also helped with a little bit of the clunkiness in terms of the storytelling for me. Because as someone who, like you said, Mike, we watched and covered season two of upload my brain is that of a goldfish (laughs) i don't remember anything ever and so i was relying on the show to give me some sort of a hey don't you remember this is what happened and they kind of sort of did i definitely think it could have been a little bit better to really help with those people who are like i need a little bit more of a breakdown on what exactly happened last season But because of that, I felt like I was going into season three a little bit behind the ball. And it took me a while to actually figure out what was going on (laughs) to like truly understand the major storylines of like, okay, Mm. we have not only just one big bad, we have all these core. It's basically like capitalism is the big bad, which like, isn't it always, um, but all these big bads, right. And then, and Nathan is downloaded and then we have clone Nathan. And, you know, there was a lot going on in this season that I felt like I I was a little bit behind the ball on catching up to the storyline, but because I binged it all by the time I was on like halfway through the season, I was like, Oh, okay. I think I get it now. Whereas if we were watching them like, you know, one episode at a time, I think I would have been a little bit more frustrated with the story. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well, I think part of it as well is that the world building is just so much fun it continues to be my favorite part of the show which is not even from the micro perspective of like going inside lakeview uh it's interesting that they've built out the gray zone quite literally to be like Mm -hmm. from this kind of enigmatic anything goes area to like okay now there are actual job markets being set up there and might be operating there in the future but even just the random tidbits that they'll drop in the real world, you know, where this is supposed to take place in the 2030s. And so it's interesting to see uh, things like the giant amorphous blob of pig cancer that is being farmed, as an example. <laughs> or like the eldritch horror that was the legless cow that had it was like awful. 15 sections to it. I kind of loved it, though. I, it was one of my favorite parts was like getting to explore, okay, this is what, hey, if GMOs could be adapted to like, you know, mammalian living organisms. This is what it would look like. I always love the random name drops to corporate mergers like Niagara mm. Lacroix uh, as a, a, a fun example. The University of TikTok, where the doctor gets his degree from. And that really culminates in the ending for me, which was, for lack yeah, of a better really, term, yeah. so meta. So, so meta. I adored it. Very funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get the name change from Horizon to Beta, uh, which is so good. Yeah, obviously spoofing on Meta, but then also we're going to make your life better. Like, it's so good. It's so funny. Um, and, it's, I, and it's juxtaposed I, with the, like, raid on right. Horizon, which is it's right. just, it was really well done, the ending. Uh, no Islands guy is uh, is my favorite. For horrifying. Very weird, horrifying. Horrifying. <laughs> yes. He's like, why do I need eyelids? And he's like, I'm which, just sucking your life force. Wait, he says that he's, uh, I'm winking at you. And then yeah. when Ingrid tries to kill him, he says, babe, no eyelids. Like, he, he's dead. He's fully dead. Yeah, and, that, and that's another, like, again, I feel like we sort of have veered away from the mythology of Lakeview, but that was one, that there was, like, this oh. uh, prototypical beta version of it uh, that had T-posing AI guy with terrible hair and, yeah, the no eyelids guy that is, like, mm-hmm. the guardian of it. Uh, so I, I really enjoy, again, the the devil is in the details, as is comedy. And so that's when this show, again, is at its funniest for me, is when it gets hyper specific with the world that we live in right. and just how you know um mobile carts that deliver boba teas can be set up as bombs to blow up your star mm-hmm. witness yeah dr kapoor rest in peace yeah yeah i agree with you mike i think that's why uh anytime we're spending time at lakeview is usually when i'm happiest i really i think i enjoy most the, the comedic roots that this show kind of began you know it's humble beginnings of the comedy and just lakeview as a place especially i know we gave him so much praise in season two mike but ai guy has a just a tight grip on my heart i love him so much i think he is so sweet and adorable he's like i want to wear jeans i've never worn jeans before yeah they they unionized for a hot second right they all basically Mm -hmm. went on strike because they need a vacation I mean, Owen Daniels is a a great Nepo baby, right? He's just adorable when he spits a Polaroid out of his mouth after, like, taking a photo with his eyes. I just love him so much. He, like, I love him and uh, Alicia's storyline of her being their teacher. I just, I don't know. Something about him is so, so sweet. And especially him and Ingrid's friendship as it's grown over the past two seasons and her kind of culminating in her inviting him to her wedding and she says no plus ones or plus twos or threes (laughs) pretty good yeah i like the ai class i like when alicia is teaching them all the ways in which okay can be (laughs) can have different i love that so much and then (laughs) like the punchline of one of them responding you know her responding a certain way after getting hit by a spitball one of them is oh it's f it's f it's f yeah (laughs) um i thought that was really funny i really liked alicia uh, a lot um uh as well and 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 you know you can kind of I mean, I feel like nothing was more, you know, set up than obviously her and Luke being together. I think by the end of the season, at least they have a a little kiss by the end. Um, but uh, I still like 
kind of felt again this is like i felt like such an easy show the other thing too i think that it gets a big it has a big advantage over a former like network comedy mike is the fact that mm-hmm. it is only like seven to ten episodes so the idea of like being in a will they won't they we we only just passed actually 25 episodes of this is basically one season of a network yeah. tv this is like there were some times where the office was like 25 episodes right so imagine we got all of this content in one season like no we would like sit in the you know uh the, so the stuff about like when you were talking about nora and and them being like together and sort of i i would agree that i didn't love as much the like the way that like Ingrid would be jealous of Nathan and Nathan's jealous of like all of that for me didn't work as well. I do think ultimately it serves pretty well, mostly for like Ingrid's character development. Like she kind of needs the reason for, to be jealous, even if she's with Nathan and it's kind of working. I kind of liked that. And then, yeah, I I think to your point, Jess, I really liked Nora when she says like, you ever have this thing where like you love somebody, but then you like hate these little things that you've never had to deal with. Like I kind of liked that. And I think the advantage of the show has, is it doesn't need to sit in that for like four or five episodes, a full season. It only basically does it. One of the things I was really impressed by this season is sort of how quickly, like I was surprised by how quickly we were done with the like love triangle or love square. Uh, yeah. So they like move on pretty quickly. Sometimes I thought that the editing was a little bit strange. Like we start episode seven where like nathan's like he's building his his room like he's like he's gonna yeah. re-download and i was a re-upload and i was like when did this what did i miss a huge it, well, and it was like no he's just like oh i yeah. i'm worried and i'm gonna re-upload so well, sometimes the editing i thought was maybe needed to touch well that's that's the weird thing is that yeah in that episode actually the reason why they figure okay you know this might be your last day on earth is because it's been a month i right. think since right. nathan right. downloaded so I guess a month passed between episodes one and six. I'll admit, I'm not one to judge. Uh, Nathan proposing to Nora. How long have they known each other? How many months yeah. have passed in the entirety of not that many of upload? Listen, you do you. Love is yeah. love. If you feel it, you feel it. Clearly, he feels it. Though we don't know which one of him is at the end of this. But still, that kind of took me by surprise. And I wonder well, if part of it and- was to to bring in like the Ingrid proposal element. Right, but that and her being frustrated that it wasn't going in that direction to me was also like, you've had a lot going on, people. Like, you haven't even had a moment to just be in the relationship like a normal couple. You know, this you're dealing with they, like, the yeah. possibility of his head exploding, yeah. you know? This like, might be where they down. have the idea for something in season four that revolves around them being married. Because I do feel like that feels like a great way to like where you end the show on like, you know, okay, now they're going to be married. Or like, I guess maybe again, I'm thinking about like old school sitcoms or like the Jim Pam proposal is like a huge deal at the time yeah. when it happens, which is yeah. not exactly how this stuff happens, I think, in TV any anymore. We're, we're like so away from like appointment viewing TV. But uh, yeah, maybe it's like because they want to deal with like, marriage themes in season four maybe i guess probably I don't know. well I don't they're know. gonna do it with one of the characters that's what true. they're sort of doubling down on is no matter what nathan survives they're gonna get married to one of them true true <laughs> so um should we shift into talking some superlatives Let's because yeah. we have gosh there's so many options here for best scene and i feel like we've talked through a few of them at least if we were talking like best cgi scene you know like the cow personally is something i never ever need to see again they were like milking what was it uh cottage cheese cottage cheese yeah Yeah. you could you could do like uh yeah parmesan or yeah it was it was ever now could you get pork parmesan is the question Mm, interesting honestly my family this is so embarrassing but because pork parmesan really isn't a thing like it's either like chicken parm or eggplant parm is like the norm for an italian cuisine but when we were kids we wouldn't eat pork chops and my mom made a dish called pork parmesan where it was just chicken parm but used pork and it was the only way we'd eat it slap my brother and cheese my brother would always say he hates lasagna my mom would make pizza roll-ups which were just lasagna (laughs) lasagna. but like but you'd you'd roll it up yeah like they were smaller they were like this is a deconstructed pizza roll-up one one uh open open faced pizza roll-up um i can go with my my favorite thing i do think it's like when ingrid when ingrid nora's trying to convince ingrid to like She's like, she doesn't want to do the start witness. And then they talk about the proposal. I think it's my favorite scene of the season is like the like mm. surprisingly, emotional surprisingly emotional Ingrid scene is like her being like, yeah, I don't think anybody like, you know, I don't think Nathan, I'm, I'm not good enough for Nathan. So I didn't, I didn't accept mm-hmm. his proposal. 
Yeah. But. Oh, man. There's so many. I'm going to go with... I, I don't know. Uh, I will go with the ruse. This is sort of like a cheating because it is. I'm doing a hack, if you will, because maybe it does involve Luke. But I did like Nathan meeting Nathan in episode five when they go into the gray zone to go rescue Luke. And like the yeah. uh, off-brand Princess Leia slave outfit that Luke is in to oh, yeah. the ruse that, of course, they didn't throw each other under the bus. They actually did swap the other one out. And yeah, <laughs> regular Nathan good. just like VR blipped out and left that stupid mm-hmm. sleazy gangster guy behind. This was something that I was really looking forward to that honestly I thought they would save until the season finale of, right. oh no, these two Nathans now actually are aware of each other. But I'm so glad they did it early because as indistinguishable as they were from each other to that point, it was just really fun to have the two of them actually start to interact with each other, become co-conspirators and like sometimes friends at certain points and competitors in a certain way. And so I was really happy we got that not only in general, but at that point in the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, especially like they do have some distinguishing factors about like the two Nathans, like the one goes to leave and he wants to bring his little fanny pack. And Nora's like, do you really need that? And he's like, no, I guess not. And then he grabs mm-hmm. it on his way out anyway. Um, I really liked that how they tried to differentiate the two Nathans from one another. Uh, I'm going to put my my favorite scene as Ingrid pretending to be Nora, That's both in I I I, I kind of get like a two two for one yeah, deal yeah, here yeah. because yeah. both when she is trying to trick Nathan into believing she is Nora, but he like immediately knows and he's straight up calling her Norma. And she Normal. doesn't notice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also when she tells off her co-workers for their blatant sexism, uh, I really loved that. I love them switching back and forth between like uh, Nora and Ingrid saying the words because it just felt like Ingrid finally understood Nora better at that moment as well. And I really love anytime Ingrid gets to tell off someone. So, And also, I think Andy Allo got to do a fun thing that we see much like in The Good Place, the infamous Janet's episode, right? Of like mm-hmm. getting to play Ingrid playing right. Nora, which is yes. very fun because, again, obviously the way she's behaving is very much not like Nora. And so I, I always enjoy she did that last time as well, like playing the Tinsley younger oh, yeah. puppy love uh, crush on Nathan last season. And now she gets to do it this season as well. So we'll see what character uses and abuses Nora's avatar next season. Yes. Uh, next one I have is best character. Mike, I feel like you should mm-hmm. start us off here. Cause I think you said Ingrid is your favorite. Yeah, it really is between like Ingrid and AI guy. And I only wouldn't give it to AI guy because like he feels almost too ancillary sometimes. Like the thing that pushes Ingrid yeah. over the line for me is that she gets a lot of like main character content. And honestly, Another scene I had up there as one of my favorites is from the finale after she does accept the proposal and she goes to the elevator AI guy and invites him to the wedding. Like, I love if, it. If that it's isn't so representative sweet. of who she has become as a person, we're again still selfish, uh, but still becoming slowly disillusioned with the money being taken away from her as to like the life of luxury that she has been led and realizing that these avatars are actually people. I really enjoyed her, but still like getting to see her kind of hit rock bottom, not on the level of like, you know, being physically uncomfortable in the hug suit all day, but still uh, the image of her being so scared in that sub first floor that she runs away and like disconnects, but she's on the floor in like the (laughs) weirdest, like she was scared to death position is one of my favorite pieces of physical comedy of the season. So I think she's one of the characters they have written for the best. I'm not sure if they had this in mind at all at the start of season one, but Mm -hmm. she, to me, I think represents the perfect amount of like pathos while simultaneous uh, dimensionality, but also simultaneously like, okay, she can still occasionally be a bad person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to give the most basic answer ever, but I think that there's a reason why the show decides to have two Nathan Browns on the show is I think, Robbie Mel is really good as Nathan. And I feel like it's like a little bit of like the Chuck Rick, but I really questioned at the beginning of the show, whether I would like root for him as the sort of like lead of the show. I love Nora too, but I, I'm just going to go with Nathan. I think I like Nathan the most. So yeah. What about you, Jess? So I'm going to go with uh, what Mike said is like the easy, easy answer and say AI guy. I, 
I just like uh, again my my favorite I love comedies I really love a sitcom and I the reason I fell in love with the show originally is obviously the creative premise the world building are all very fantastic but the comedy that comes from the AI guy at Lakeview is one of my favorite things about the show and it did not disappoint this season I especially loved the three AI guys in Alicia's class I think they're so funny, both their their physical comedy, but just like the sweetness. Mm-hmm. They're just so endearing. Anytime they speak, you just go, when they, when they put him in the real world. Y'all, that was such around. a great storyline. So, so he's good. perfect. I'm, try- I'm trying to turn his- down the temperature, like stop staring at the sun. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and he gives his hat to a homeless man and they're like, well, that was our only camera. And he just walks <laughs> away. Like he's yeah. so sweet and adorable. I just love him. Owen Daniels yeah. does such a great job at playing him. Yeah. Uh, so I, I have to choose him. And, Listen, if they want to give him a bigger storyline, if they want to make him like mm. the Janet of of this show, I am all what for it. What about Boris Please Netherlands? Do. What about Boris Netherlands? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Boris. Yeah. Well, because he has the facial hair, right? That was the one yeah, yeah, thing yeah. that would make him recognizable yeah. from the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So he's lovely. I love him so much. Uh, the next superlative I have on my list, because there are so many couples this season, so many couplings, oh. I have the best on-screen couple. And that doesn't have to necessarily mean romantic pairing, um, because we do get like AI Guy and Ingrid have some really fun scenes together. So I'm willing to mix it up here, although we do have a new pairing in Nathan's mom and Maurizio. Yes. <laughs> so if you don't remember, Maurizio was the guy that when... Nathan was going to break up with Ingrid and they're like, okay, we need to put his consciousness somewhere else. They like shopped him through the IR stuff where they like filled yes. his office with all these random places. Yeah. He not only shows up, but apparently is bunking with Nathan's mom in this like open plan hostel that they live Seems in. Seems awful. Like, hey, my- you can call me, you can call me, you can call me dad if you want. He goes, I'm never going to do this. Like, well, I'll call so you son. <laughs> awful. So awful. Her, his mom being like, you guys can do stuff. I won't be able to hear yeah. it. Make yeah. it stop. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Grace, did you have a favorite on-screen coupling this season? I like Luke and Alicia, I think, is my favorite. Yeah, I think I'm going to gonna, gonna co-sign I, that. I just think, like, I know, like, I, I do like uh, Owen Daniels as AI guy, but there, I also just, I like this whole cast pretty much. I like, I like Luke. I feel like um, some of the, like, people who are, like, also working at Horizon maybe get a little, are a little bit underserved. Like, I think, like, oh. Tinsley and Lucy and, like, uh, so even Ivan, you were, like, you said he was in the main cast, and I was shocked by that, uh, Mike, because I so, feel like yeah. he's, I like, mean, Lu- Lucy show, technically but... is as well, but, like, I, know. I don't know. I know that uh, you talked about, like, multiple big bads, and I know Lucy serves a purpose, but, like, I don't want to, I don't need to think they necessarily need to character rehab everybody but like even ivan they were able to give some usefulness to lucy's only use is that like she is the worst the absolute worst she's she's both callous but also incompetent at the same time yeah 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 but i love luke so i think that luke getting i do i did kind of love that his storyline was actually just about how sad he was (laughs) it wasn't around (laughs) i thought that's kind of endearing in like a way that like so many like platonic bro i mean i know it's such a bro friendship but like i don't know just the way he just genuinely loves him um but then he gets a storyline with and he's he's a guy that like multiple people go to like nathan goes to him all the time for stuff and then alicia starts going to him right so i think he's Mm -hmm. i like i like luke a lot yeah and i really liked the relationship that they built towards the end of the season you know the the kiss i'm not so sure about just because i was really on the bandwagon of them being friends you know i wasn't necessarily happy with the karina alicia relationship purposely so because it turns out oh no she's working with horizon so she's a bad person but i love that like alicia figured that out immediately that that was a pivotal part of the finale that we weren't dealing with that sort of trope and i'm really happy that zainab johnson got more to do in Mm -hmm. this show and again the the normality especially in the setting that this world exists and of like yeah there's a queer relationship on the show with one of the main characters and it's like not distinctly different from anything else you know yes she is an undercover mole that is uh just an absolute horizon lackey but at the same time it's cool for alicia to just kind of like wind up in this relationship but there's not a lot of attention drawn to it necessarily from the taboo angle yeah yeah i really do love luke and alicia i think in my opinion they've had better seasons together like i've liked their content i liked a little bit more of 
when they were a little bit more combative than they were this season, I think like it added a little bit of like spice uh, that wasn't necessarily there this season. But I have to admit that by the end of this season, I was really pleased with Ingrid and and uh, Nathan, mm-hmm. like clone Nathan. Mm-hmm. I felt like you could actually understand how they ever were a couple to begin with. Like they do mm-hmm. have a lot of fun together. And I especially uh, I'm, I'm going to point it out in the scene that I called out earlier when he knows that it's her playing Nora and he really is just messing with her like, oh, Ingrid hates seeing my toes. She says I have uh, what is it? Hobbit feet. Yep. And you plants it right see... on the thing. It's so <laughs> you can see the love that they have and how they made a great couple to start. And I really loved how when he leaves her a little note, like kiss me to wake me up when when yeah, you're really ready. Nice. Like I just I thought that everything that was very sweet between them, and I really really enjoyed them as a couple. Yeah, I I, yeah. I completely agree, and I think these two were purposely brought in in the beginning as like showing the vapid Ken and Barbie side of the socialite yeah. side of things, right? That they're both very vain into each other all about superficiality but i think the show did a really nice job whether it was ingrid drunkenly telling real nathan like it doesn't matter what you look like i would still love you to like you said nathan uh, down low nathan approaching things honestly much more maturely than real nathan did in season two where where ingrid has to admit all over again everything about the hug suit you know he does say like okay i'm glad you're up front with me about that uh and so it was really interesting to see I mean, it's almost like an everything, everywhere, all at once type of thing, right? Of like, okay, mm-hmm. could you fall in love with someone who's slightly different than you? Are you fated for your paths to entwine? And so I could definitely agree with you, Jess. I think that they ended up building out that dynamic really well, that the proposal felt meaningful and also understandable to me by the finale. Mm-hmm. Can I give you my least favorite couple of the season? And I think the thing that will... I was just having a conversation about... I loved the TV show Scrubs and it is a TV show, a comedy that I absolutely can't go back with. I think comedy has a really tough time. Like a lot of the stuff in the show probably will be dated in like, you know, right. 15 years. Right. So going back to it, I think the one that I think will be the most, it's not as bad as only, but it's like, I think it really stands out is like Nathan putting on weight is like the one that I'm like, especially I Robbie Amell. Yeah, Robbie Amell like also doesn't look like he looks Why did they so keep jacked. saying that? They keep talking about it. his body like, fat it, like, percentage it and how he's so much better looking. Shirtless more, which we should yeah. because Rami Mel's an yeah. attractive man. Also, <laughs> I'm, I think you, Jesse, you and I talked about this that Nathan's supposed to be 27. Robbie Amell is not 27. I'm sorry. Like he looks 35. youthful. I don't yeah. think he passes as 27. No, it just didn't make sense to me that like. And again, like, okay, because the storyline is, again, one of the things I really loved is when we have Nathan admitting that, like, he's like, oh, you really want someone who, like, doesn't have a future and has constant diarrhea? That's me! Like, right? Like, I have so much diarrhea. Um, But it doesn't make sense to me why we're body shaming downloaded Nathan because A, he doesn't look any different. B, if he's having constant diarrhea, then I can't imagine he's really keeping on any of the weight that he... (laughs) Does he gain weight in the afterlife? I don't understand the storyline. I don't get it. I just didn't like it. I don't like it. Yeah, I just really didn't like it. I feel like it's like... it won't age well at all of like this, like it already doesn't, in my opinion, like it already is like, why are we talking about his body fat percentage? And why is he so obsessed with it? And, and there's literally your body looks great. What are we talking about? And that's the part that sucks too is like, yeah, he just, yeah. So it's very annoying. Yeah. It was, yeah. I'm not a big fan of that either, but when Luke was showed us, I was like, Oh wow, that guy's also jacked. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's everyone's good looking. Well, I think in that one, like afterlife, right. They just kind of take like a still photo of how you died or you can probably fix it up. So I think Luke said, right, that like he'd never hacked his body because it'd be too easy. Right. Mm-hmm. right. <laughs> yeah. so plus, I, I didn't need to do anything. You know, I didn't need to do anything to it. I know, Jess, we normally have, uh, sometimes we do best death. I do think uh, we haven't talked about Detective Sato at all, who just like oh, gets yeah. killed in the first episode. I kind of like love that because I felt like that story wasn't going anywhere. And then also, yes. course, uh, um, I can't no, remember was, his name. Who's the other guy that died? Mateo. 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 Well, well Dr. Kapoor too died. No, but by far, it's got to be that Nora blasts a freaking hole through him using the upload machine. Like That was great. That was amazing. Between, like, the Black Mirror aspect of all of them trying to stop the Freon people from basically Lemmings running off a cliff, right? That was the entire... And that was the other thing as well. I feel like we kind of rushed through the idea of, okay, Nora and Nathan are now returning everyone's, like, uploaded selves back to their families. Like, 
it didn't seem that explicit. And I feel like that honestly could have been a season in and of itself. But we just kind yeah, of stopped it halfway spent, through. Like, one whole episode with the farm and how gross, you know, the, the gross cow and the, the pig cancer. And this is like a whole yeah. episode there. And then it was like, and now yeah. we've removed, we've given everyone's VHSs, I guess. I don't know. This yeah. is where you, I think you could feel that it's like a 10 episode, eight episode season where like, if the, like we've, that's probably like a full four episode arc of like all of these wacky people. And they would like cast all these, like, you know, you, you'd, uh, cameo it up of like people coming in to be like these people who they're yes. giving their like their their body or their like hard drives to so yeah, yeah. i also would say that i mean grace you watched season two more recently than i did it kind of felt like an odd unceremonious way to kill off this character that like was an interesting enigma in the back half of season two of him just like hunting around all these details around nathan's death and i think I remember, I believe, much like Nora and Nathan did, that we thought he was going to be a good guy. And then when it turns out, no, then we just sort of do away with him in the first episode after all that buildup. Yeah, I kind of think this is one where, like, something maybe happened with, like, the ability to have him return or whatever, where, like, I feel like I definitely felt like in season two, I'm with you, that I thought he was going to be a good guy. So when he immediately is a bad guy in season two, that felt like a rewrite, honestly, to me. Uh, and I don't know how true that is, but, like, we're going to, like, write him off in episode one. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was our season, season three. We don't know about a season four. We haven't heard about a renewal. It's still pretty early. I mean, I don't know. Jess, have you heard? It's the number one half hour show. In <laughs> Apparently. Okay. The actual, I, when I was watching, went to put it on on Amazon prime. It does say like Amazon prime's number one comedy show. So that's how they want to bill it. So, it. It is yeah. really. Yeah. I was, I will say it is at the top, even though, you know, I've seen it before, obviously, but it was at the top of my Amazon prime in terms of like what they wanted me to click for advertising. So, I don't know. I'm hopeful that we'll get a season four. I really hope they do wrap. I really think it's they have to wrap it up with season four. I don't know how much longer they can go on with this premise without it feeling like we're kind of going on a never ending tale here. Um, especially with, you know, we have Ingrid and, and old Nathan and, and Nora and new Nathan. Now we'll back down to one Nathan. So we'll have to see oh, what yeah. happens there. Okay. Let's throw out a quick guess right now. Let's do our own theory mongering. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's tough mm -hmm. because they purpose, I think purposely left it vague so they can go with whatever they want, but do yeah. we have a read as to which Nathan is the Nathan talking in that last scene? I think that the, as much as I want it to be original Nathan, I feel like the more fun writing yourself into a corner is backup Nathan because then Nora having, although, yeah, although I don't necessarily want to break up Nora, this Nathan. Ingrid, yeah, so I, I think know. it has to be downloaded Nathan. So like original flavor Nathan, because oh, okay. I don't think they want to wipe away all of the work they did with Nora and Nathan's relationship because that would basically all go goodbye. I don't know. I, I feel like. If I'm Horizon, you get rid of Download Nathan. Isn't the more dangerous Nathan the one that yeah. can just run around and has yeah, been updating sure. your presences at every turn? No, if the Download Nathan is, or the the Upload Nathan, I should say, the 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 clone Nathan is trapped basically, and maybe yeah. he can find right. a way to escape. But I feel like that's much more of a manageable place to look over and surveil him than the entirety of the world as we know it <laughs> i i do think though i think it's if i so we just talked to a few weeks ago we talked to abe forsyth who made wolf like me and he talks about his the thing that he admired most of his favorite show which is breaking bad is how they would just write themselves into corners and try to figure out right. how to get them out i would admire the show way more if they even if even if original nathan comes back at some point in the season like i think that that's entirely on the table that we're back with two nathans at some point but to at the start of the season be rid of original nathan with the idea of either like now there's some tension with like backup nathan being the only nathan but also can we figure out how to like get him back in some yeah way? i know we kind of done that already but yeah and now that there's this fun sort of reverse now where could nora be sort of in the ingrid spot of like right i want what they have i had what they have i want to get it back and like now we go back to this moment that again maybe i didn't like in retrospect of okay you know she did nearly kiss new nathan is that something that they'll try to rekindle i feel like to your point grace the more story viable option would be that as opposed to like if if new Nathan died, I don't know what you do with Ingrid. Do you just oh. reset her back to like, 
oh no, well now she's jealous and wants Nathan back again yeah. because now she doesn't have her own Nathan. That feels rote to me. So is this show also absolutely not ending with like everyone in Lakeview? Like, right? Like, is that like not like, and like, but like a free mm. Lakeview? Like, not I was maybe just gonna not. Say, I don't think it's like, Lakeview proper, but yeah, I do that, think, no, yeah. there's a line it's, this season where Nora says, like, this is what virtual life should be it should be like central park and you come and go as you please and isn't the ending like gotta be like well they're all dead but like they can live together in eternity and like die alone free free afterlife yes but at the same point in time the the whole reason that all of the baddies were getting together to stop freon from being a thing is that like with Nathan being able to download, it ruins everything for them. It, they're not able to make money because people are able to download into new bodies, right? They don't need to have an afterlife because they could just re-download themselves into human beings again. And not only that, uh, they purposely wanted to uh, basically not do voter fraud, but just wipe people off of the map right. so they can turn right. things in their favor so that they could get this resolution passed so that they can get uploads to work for them so that they can reduce, you know, increase profit and reduce the bottom line. That's the line of logic I follow. I thought initially, I agree from a political perspective, it's like, oh, they want to steal the election. No, it really does seem like they just want cheap labor. Yeah. And so that's why they went through this hop, skip, and a jump. I do think this will show will have a happy ending whenever it does end, yeah. because that's the tone that it takes on. Mm-hmm. That being said, the ending of season three was very much the Empire Strikes Back ending, in my opinion. Yeah. Getting from what I thought was a very well edited sequence of the beta commercial with new Nathan mm-hmm. getting hunted down. But I think it's very much doing, Oh no, all of our characters are in chaos. You know, Lakeview's getting destroyed upload rights are at an all time low. And so I think this is sort of the darkest before the dawn, whenever that dawn's going to come. I would agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, we do still have a, uh, not a theme song, more of a title sequence to rank grace. Uh, this one, obviously we've talked through currently our rankings are the continental from the world of John wick, then the fall of house of usher, then wolf like me. This is very much in the, the fall of house of the house of usher. It's just a, it's just a upload and the background of the letters is like the scene and it's like, do, 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 do. It's like a, you know, but there's not much going on. What I noticed noticed for the first time, and I don't know if this happened in season two, but, you know, the letters are cutouts. And usually within the letters, you can see, like, the scene that's either just played out or is playing out. I don't Mm -hmm. think I noticed that before with the show. Yeah, I mean, it's not much. I do think the song is good. So I, like, give a lot of credit to, like, you know, the score of the thing. But I'm, like, also giving the title card. So I I think I write it, like, kind of, like, Probably below bodies, but above wolf, wolf like me, just which is exactly where I have all the light we cannot see, also, which we did last week as well. But yeah, I'll, I'll include that, I'll upload that in ours. Yeah. Yeah. I think I agree with you, Grace. Like that's, that's where I would put it as well. Um, just because it's, again, it's not bad, but it's not like yeah. doing a ton either. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's fine. It's, uh, yeah. It's but fine. I like the music. The music, I think it's a like, catchy. Yeah. It, like, yeah. I know it's the upload music, you know? Yeah. I will say what rocks this show, though, the needle drops in the closing credits. They are so, so good. Whoever does music supervision has some like awesome music taste with these sort of like mm-hmm. folksy plaintive tracks to close out. Sometimes some very intense episodes. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So, uh, Grace, let's talk about what we're doing next. What's oh. what's next week? I'm very excited. We're going to uh, head back over to Netflix, and we're going to watch Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. I'm very excited. The animated Ooh. show, I think it's eight episodes. It's basically, I think from what I've seen, a shot-for-shot remake of the movie, but as an animated TV show. So, very interesting. Uh, we'll be checking that out. Yeah. Have you watched um, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, uh, Jess? I know nothing about it. Right. Oh, that's, that's awesome. less than nothing about it. <laughs> that's a great perspective yeah. to have. I think you need that person coming in who like doesn't know anything about it because to your point, it literally just seems to be like the movie in animated form, yeah. shot for shot. And if it's just two people that have watched it already, there's not really a lot of value in that. Uh it's set in Toronto, so I can say that thing is from Toronto, that thing's from Toronto, <laughs> that thing's from Toronto. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Uh, well, Mike, thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, what else do you have going on? Where can people find you? 
Well, you can find me uh, in Lakeview at a Mike Bloom type. It'll say it on the door. No, I can't afford Lake. I'd be in with the two gigs. Let's be completely honest. I'd be eating the apple and then freezing up when I try to ask Luke out on a date. Uh, so from a PSR perspective, so Josh and I are, of course, covering Battlestar Galactica. Speaking of very twisty sci-fi shows, but I am engaging in coverage of a new show that is coming in just a couple of weeks Fargo is coming back for season five. Yes, that show is still on. Yes, it's coming back in true anthology fashion with a new cast and a new group of podcasters as well. I'll be joined by someone on this very call. Grace Leader will be oh, on it as, as oh, well. Oh, Fargo, as don't you know? Yeah, There we go. I'm so excited for Grace <laughs> to just be the entirety of the podcast in that impression. So it's going to be us and fellow Midwesterner Latanya Starks yes. as well to also provide that perspective. So that's coming out, I believe, November 22nd. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, but we'll we'll have a little teaser up at some point in the next week, just to remind you all of what it is before we'll be kicking off our coverage around Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving. Other than that, I have uh, been slowly pulling my head out of you know the surface of the waters that I have been in these past few months, the reality TV waters. That is, uh, speaking of you know uh, surveilling people and watching characters, you know, interact with each other in good and bad ways. Uh, I recently covered the finale of Big Brother, did a lot of post-finale press with that, covering Survivor and The Amazing Race, both of which are in their back halves as well. I write about it, podcast about it as well, uh, and I'm also on Cameo. If you want to check me out, have me uh, talk about my percentage body fat. I'm not entirely sure. I'll do anything <laughs> and everything for money. That's incredibly clear. I will, uh, I'll drag around Nathan's garbage bag full of food he was picking up on the side of the highway <laughs> for money, if that's what it takes. But that's at a Mike Bloom type as well. Incredible. Grace, what are yeah. you doing? Uh, we should have one more episode of our flag means death coverage. And actually we're going to be interviewing Gypsy Taylor was the costume designer for that show. So I'm very excited Ooh. about that. Wrapping up tales from the loop. Aaron and I wrapped up the morning show wrapping up Rome. So lots of stuff that's wrapping up, but, uh, Dr. Amanda and I are covering the curse, uh, the new Nathan Fielder, Emma Stone, Betty Softy show. The first episode is wild so check it out uh rich and i are talking about yellowstone aaron and I are talking about movies each week and shannon gus and i'll be talking about the crown the first four episodes of season the final season uh premieres this week so we'll be chatting about wow. that so lots going on i'm on social media at high from grace you can find me at the just sterling i don't have a ton going on billions wrapped up i took vacation and i'm back and now i'm just like i'm ready to go i'm ready to do mm -hmm. something so uh you're just also... in time for the strikes to end and for scripted tv <laughs> actually right. come back. very exciting uh yes and you can also hear my voice over on shit 90 shows taught me where sarah and i finished dawson's creek we are finishing up freaks and geeks which has just been so fun to watch and revisit uh and we are starting our journey with felicity very shortly so mm. i'm really excited Ooh. to give that show a watch i mean i don't the, the entire premise blows my mind that like a girl it just like drops everything and goes to a college because she has a high school crush on someone my mind can't compute that but uh, we'll get into all of it over there. Um, you can follow me at the Jess Sterling. And of course, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, posterrecaps.com slash full spoiler recaps is where you can find us. If you want to support the podcast, you could do so at patreon.com slash recaps, where you can become a patron and join our little patron family over in our discord. We have tons and tons of fun over there. Um, I think that is about everything. So we will be talking Scott program takes off next week on Netflix. Uh, if you want to give that a listen. And until then, everybody, have a good one. Bye. You've been fully spoiled. Oh, my God. I totally forgot. No, wait. I didn't stop it yet. Okay. Wait. You've been fully spoiled. <laughs> no. You say you've been, and you've been fully spoiled. That's you right. Are, you've okay. Been fully spoiled. Yeah. I, I, listen, I was on vacation. Okay. I great. can't be blamed for this. Okay. All right. You've been fully spoiled. And you've been fully recapped.